Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very late Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, I guess not late, because we're taking two and we're combining them into one. So, uh, sorry, everyone, but we missed last week. Mike had some family things. I had some work things. We just had very busy lives, and we did not get around to recording about the film that I hope wins Best Picture, Coda. So this week, in addition to doing Coda, we're also going to talk about our film for this week, The Atom Project. And just as you think you're going to get away from the radio, no, I have lots of radio clips doubled up, ready to go. You got like 20 minutes of just radio at the end of this guy. So anyways, with me as always, the newest 40-year-old to join the club, Mysterious Mike Talent. Mike, how does it feel to be old as shit like me? Uh, I don't think it's really sunk in yet, Matt. Um, but I have been told now I'm middle-aged. I'll let you know what the middle feels like when I get there. Now, are you talking about the middle in life or just the middle in general? Because I am nowhere near the middle of life. I'm still very much well below the middle. Uh, I think the middle of life, right? I don't know, man. What do you, what do you think? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think I am. I think the, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess it's, it's hard to say. What is, what is middle-aged? Is it a feeling? Is it every time I wake up and all my joints pop? Is that, is that it? Or? Yeah, but that shit's been going on since high school. Yeah, that's okay, right? Have you have you bought a new sports car yet? No, not yet. Okay. I, I should I should look for one, right? You should. Then you'll truly be middle-aged. Does the Tesla count? Uh, with the price tag, hell yeah, it does. <laughs> I'll get the new Roadster, Matt. That's that's a fast one, right? If you can pull it down out of space. Not that Roadster. They're coming out with another one, I think. A new version. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyways, all right, Mike, on with the show. So on top of having two movies to talk about, we also have an incredible giveaway from our good friends over at Paramount Pictures. So we're going to start the show out with a bang. Mike, right now, we're going to do the giveaway. How does that sound? Oh, dude, let's do it. It sounds exciting. All right, kids. We got another one. Uh, I think this is our second or third one that we've had a giveaway from our good old buddy Mel Gibson. But uh, this is a brand new film. It just dropped last Friday called Panama. So here's a little bit of uh, 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 work. Not work. What what I call it. Here's a little description. Business. Business. Okay, business. Not work. See, just to let everybody know, my allergies are killing me it's the worst i've ever had allergies i'm not sleeping as you can tell i probably sound like my face is like wedged in a bucket of water or something i I don't know I'll, i'll slog through it i'll do the best i can but okay here's the business for mel gibson's new film panama panama starring mel gibson and cole hauser for those of you who did not know cole hauser fast and furious fame but most recently yellowstone fame Love that guy. He's an awesome actor. Anyways, 
Panama, starring Mel Gibson and Cole Hauser, is now available on digital and on demand. When the U.S. is on the brink of invading Panama, a former Marine, played by Cole Hauser, is hired by a CIA operative, played by Mel Gibson, for a top-secret arms trade mission. Gibson and Hauer, Hauer, Hauser, see, told you, allergies. Gibson and Hauser make an unstoppable duel in this edge-of-your-seat action thriller. You can buy or rent Panama and watch it today. Again, it is rated R, and it is from our good friends over at Paramount Pictures. Mike, I watched the trailer for this. Did you watch the trailer for it? I did watch the trailer for it. It looks fun. And I'm wondering if they're trying to tap into that little bit of history with the Contras in the 80s. Granted, they're probably not trying to be historical because this is an action-packed, you know, war kind of secret ops movie. But it it definitely feels like it has stakes in like the 80s, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like that. So, all right, for those of you who want to be entered into our drawing for a free copy of Panama, it might be a rental, it might be to own, who knows? But a free watching, a free viewing of Mel Gibson and Cole Hauser's new film, why don't you go ahead and, you know, the Academy Awards are upon us, why don't you tell us who you think your best picture winner will be? Oh yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. It's, you know, we, Mike, you and I were getting ready to talk about Coda, which is a best picture nominee i loved coda i think it's a very 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 good movie um but it's got a lot of stiff competition this year there's a lot going on in the academy awards a lot of best picture nominees it does it does i i really like this movie man i didn't really know what we were watching and when i watched it uh, it was it was uh it was great so so all right mike well why don't you do this go ahead and give us the rundown for the apple TV original, although it's not really like an original, they just bought the rights to it, Coda. All right, Matt. So Coda was directed by uh, Cyan Hader, written by Cyan Hader's screenplay, but it was actually based on another motion picture, La Familiar Belliar. I'm pretty sure I messed that up, but it was based on another movie. And this movie is starring Emily Jones. Marley Matlin, uh, Troy Kotzer, uh, Daniel Durant, and uh, Coda, as a child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to Berkeley College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents. All right, Mike, so I don't know if you read about this or not, but Coda was purchased at Sundance. It was a big, big winner at Sundance. It was bought by Apple TV, the, the, the rights for it. Man, dude, did they hit it. I mean, this this movie was fantastic. I, you know, I was really thinking Dune should have gotten Best Picture this year. I don't know, dude. Coda right now for me is... I love this movie. I thought this movie was absolutely fantastic. I think it's one of the best movies of 2021. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, here we are again, agreeing. Uh, I was blown away by this movie. It was really, really good. I liked everything about it. The family dynamics. I, I, um, it was just, 
I don't know. It, it was so heartfelt. It was so genuine. And I, you know, it was, it was just a really great story, Matt. And we always harp on the stories. And this one was just a really great story. Uh, and it was a lot different. I mean, uh, watching, I mean, really reading a lot of the movie because of all the sign language, but I enjoyed the sign language a lot. And it was interesting to try and keep up with it. It was so fast. I know. Right. And a lot of the, uh, cause all languages have slang and there's a lot of slang in sign language too, where they'll use one or two signs for complete phrases and things. But uh, Mike, this movie for me was the complete package. Almost. The story is phenomenal. The acting was very, very, very good. Um, uh, Amelia Jones is a fairly newbie. Uh, she's done a lot of TV and stuff, but for this movie, she had to learn how to sign and she had to learn how to sing. She was not a classically trained singer in any way, shape, or form. And she spent months learning how to do all that stuff. And I just have to applaud her. I mean, I think she d was just fantastic. And then on top of it, working with um, uh, Troy Kotsor. Uh, Troy is a very well-known director and writer. Uh, he has been deaf for most of his life, but... You know, this is his first kind of big prominence, and he already won awards at the, uh, I think it was the Screen Actors Guild, and the other one, the one they did in uh, England. Do you remember what that's called? The other big award show? Uh, There's the SAGs. Oh, I, I, I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter. It's not here, there, near. But he won. He won Best Supporting Actor. Very well deserved. I think Marley Matlin did a phenomenal job, too, and so did Daniel Durant. And a another one that kind of gets, you know, thrown by the wayside, but was the guy that was the music director. Um, oh, gosh. I, I believe that was uh, uh, Lonnie Farmer. Does that sound right, right Mike? You're the, you're the IMDb guy. Uh, I'm, I'm looking right now. He wasn't at the top of the credits, man, although he had a major role in the movie. Uh, anyways, I, I don't remember his name, but the gentleman that played the music director, the choir director, because I think it was more than just the choir, but they just called him the choir director. I thought he did a really, really good job. I thought he was very genuine, very heartfelt, and he tapped into a lot of his character's uh, trials and tribulations of going through music school and being an immigrant and all those things. I really feel like that just really helped flush out that part. It just really added to this film. I, I loved him. I I Coda just the only issue i have with this movie okay the only issue i have and it's not much of an issue but as our ratings will reflect it did bring it down a little bit for me is the cinematography the cinematography is not bad it's fine but for me it's nothing special it's just kind of there you know they didn't do any really cool unique interesting shots or anything they just told the story which is fine it just wasn't earth shattering like in Dune or in uh, Nightmare Alley or something like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was just normal. It was average. It was, it was fine. It went along with the story, but it wasn't anything spectacular. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, it didn't blow me away. Yeah. No, I uh, I don't know. I just uh, I really like this movie. So, Dude, um, seriously, it's a very good movie. I think everybody should watch this, especially if you have a family. Hell, even if you don't have a family, I don't have a family. I have my 
you know, family that I came from. And it's just, it pulls at the heartstrings, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, uh, it was really interesting how, how all that stuff worked out and, and she was torn between everything because she's like the interpreter and the, yeah. Anyway, this is a great movie. Um, it was the Eugenio Derbies. He played Bernardo Villalobos. Yes. There we go. Yes. Found it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, the comedy in this, Matt, was really good too, man. Like, real funny. <laughs> Honestly, this movie was the complete package for me. I, I really, really, really like this movie. And we can sit here and keep talking about it on and on and on, Mike. But we have another movie we got to get to, too. So, Mike, let's go ahead and roll into it. Your favorite part of the podcast. Let's do it. Okay, Matt. What are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? <sighs> Mike, I'm just being boring. Because I'm just going off of my reserve beer because the gas prices are causing me to choose between beer and gasoline. And you should never have to decide between those two. How dare they? So I'm just going off of what I got in the reserve. I have myself a nice little Four Peaks Kill Lifter. Oh, wonderful, Matt. Wonderful. Um, I uh, had a um, another IPA, like usual. And this one was uh, from Cigar City. It's out of uh, Tampa, Florida, and it is called High Lie. High Lie, not High Life, just High Lie. Yeah, High Lie, like the the game, you know, with the weird shaped, like half moon shaped things that shoot the balls really fast. I don't know. I don't even know how to play that game. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It's uh, something new for me too and you know you never leave your house but you're more well versed in the world than i am that's terrible mike terrible well you know all you have to do is read a book that's you and you know you could be there too matt but we know how your reading goes if it doesn't have really big pictures you can't understand it dude i can read the shit out of those picture books though i mean being a photographer oh my god i kill it i absolutely yeah. kill it that's why you like the comic books too, right? There's like just a couple lines of text and mostly big pictures. I don't even know what the text says. I'm just looking at the pictures. I know what the gotcha. pow and the wham and the pop and the skidoo, you know, is, but but not past that. Okay. That's what I thought. All right, Mike. So now your favorite part of the entire show, as always, Mike, as I got you for your birthday, Mike. What is this week's dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Uh, all right. This week's dad joke is, um, how do you get a farm girl's attention? You said girl, right? Not, not boy. Yeah, girl. Well, does that have something to do with a horse? No, no. Oh, okay. A tractor. Oh. <laughs> well that's yeah i was gonna say how dark does this book go mike i probably i probably should leave the horse jokes out <laughs> oh yeah. a tractor everybody needs a good old-fashioned tractor right yes okay mike 
So since I know the next film we're talking about has really easy Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-ins, we are not doing a Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in for The Atom Project. We are doing one for CODA. So Mike, how does 2021's CODA relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh man, this one was tough. I had a really hard time finding one. Um, I think it's because this was a smaller movie, and I do think it actually was filmed in the Massachusetts area. So, um, I found somebody who worked in the music department, Phil Levine, and he uh, was a score mix assistant for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Good job, Mike, because yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, this is an independent that got bought, you know? So this movie was not, doesn't have the big rock stars in it like everybody knows, you know? So, all right, we're in the spoiler section, which I don't think we really should talk too much about spoilers. We don't really have to. Uh, Let's just go ahead and start rolling into our next film after you tell me how many reels you give Coda. All right, man, I'm going to give Coda four and a half reels. Uh, I thought it was fantastic, and I do think this should be the one, the movie that wins... Best picture, but I'm pretty sure it's it's going to be the power of the dog. Mike, I 100% agree with you. The only reason I drop it down to four and a half reels, like I said, was the cinematography. It just wasn't anything earth shattering. It wasn't bad. It was good. But that's the only complaint I have about this film. Other than that, I agree with you. I really would love to see this win best picture. I don't think we will. Again, I haven't seen all the films. I've seen most of them at this point. I think we're missing three or four. Doesn't matter. Coda, for me, is fantastic. And I think unless one of these other ones is really, really a sleeper, uh, I would love to see Coda win. So, Me too, man. I'm just, I I don't think it was weird enough. uh, You know, I don't know. I feel like the movies have to be odd and, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and this is not odd. This is a, you could totally see this being a true life story. You can see this being very impactful to many people's lives, and it's a good family film. It it really is. It makes you feel something. It made me feel something watching the whole thing. I just, I don't know. I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend it. Do I say you should probably buy Apple TV Plus to watch this? No, but definitely do the uh, 30-day trial or whatever. It's worth it. Well, 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 well worth it. So, all right, Mike, on to our next film. We probably won't spend a ton of time on this. Because uh, it's just a, another popcorn blockbuster film that got dumped on Netflix. And that's not a bad thing. Netflix paid a lot of money for this movie. I thought it was okay, but we're going to chat about The Adam Project. All right. Adam Project. Let's do it, Matt. You want me to give you the rundown? Please, Mike. Please do. All right. So, The Adam Project was directed by Sean Levy. It was written by Jonathan Trooper, T.S. Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin. Uh, this movie is starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Walker Scobie, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. And it's about after accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. All right, Mike, 
let's just roll right into it. I'd say first impressions, but let's just talk about the movie. Spoilers, no spoilers. Let's just do it. Okay, Matt. Um, I I had a great time with this. I thought it was fun. I thought it was an interesting concept, uh, going back in time to see yourself and really just not caring about messing up everything about yourself. So I thought it was great. Um, uh, I really, uh, I don't know. It reminded me of like some of the movies from the eighties when we were growing up, uh, like, uh, the flight of the navigator and stuff like that. Some of the kind of that, some of that stuff, uh, I liked the special effects. I thought they were pretty good, except for the de-aging for the one character lady. That seemed a little weird. But other than that, man, I I had a great time with this movie. Um, are you talking about um, Catherine Keener? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, if you want to see a young Catherine Keener, go watch 40-Year-Old Virgin. She was phenomenal in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> Mike didn't even realize that. <laughs> so, okay. I thought this movie was okay. I, I didn't think it was anything special. Uh, I had fun. I thought it was very entertaining. I feel that it's a pair of big-time blockbusters smashed together. It's like it's like they took Star Wars and they took Back to the Future and smashed them together. I mean, you even have like a lightsaber in this. They do, and they even reference Star Wars several times in the movie, Matt, which I'm sure you were, like, laughing. Oh, yeah. They referenced Star Wars many, many times. They referenced a lot of stuff in this movie. Like, did you see the uh, the case with the stickers on it? There was a uh, Deadpool case. There was a Deadpool sticker and a Hulk sticker next to each other. Oh, nice. No, I, I, I think I missed that. Yeah, I paused it and rewound it a couple times to make sure I, I saw it. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. There's all kinds of little Easter eggs in this. But, overall... I. You know, this is done by the guy that did Free Guy. This is Sean Levy. You know, I I, I kind of wanted something a little bit more original, a little bit more funny. But I, I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't think it was anything like super crazy over the top. Incredible. It's a, what you would describe, Mike, a good popcorn flick. Yeah. No, it's a good popcorn flick. But I also thought it was like kind of a, it's kind of a kid's movie, but kind of an adult's movie. Like it's, it's. It's family friendly. Like it wasn't crazy violent. Like it, I, I thought that was nice. You know, like, it, and the kid was smart, and you know, of course, um, Ryan Reynolds, you know, uh, kind of making fun of himself as a younger character. Like I, I like the play uh, between them. Like, like if you were your younger self was talking to your older self, I, I like that. I thought that was pretty creative and funny. Yeah, no, that, I think that's one of the best parts of the film, especially how the young actor really was mirroring a lot of Ryan Reynolds' mannerisms and how he talked and how he put himself down and everything. I really think the the young actor did a fantastic job on trying to be Ryan Reynolds, but not like so bad that it's obvious. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, with this one, man, I I had a good time, man. I thought the special effects, like like I said, there. I mean, there's not a ton, but I I enjoyed how they did like the uh, invisible stuff and in the plane. Um, the one thing that I thought was really funny, Matt, was there's a plane scene. I I didn't rewind it to double check, but I think there's twice where it shows him flipping three switches and like all this stuff happens. I'm like, that's it. Three switches? Star Wars, dude. It's all about that Star Wars. 
couple knobs, dials, switches, and it flips and spins. And yeah, oh hell yeah, yeah yeah. You you can fire up the plane and like three switches. I think I think the biggest question, Mike, that I had answered by this film is what would happen if Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner had a kid from thirteen going on thirty. And now we got the answer. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that's really funny (laughs) um maggie's like what do i these these two were a couple in what oh 13 going on 30 that's a classic dude that's a classic 90s film i think it's it's funny uh yeah i think it's 90s um matt what did you think about there's like a chase scene and it's very reminiscent of star wars and it's like how could it not be reminiscent of star wars i was just thinking like in the woods and oh, stuff i'm yeah. like with the bronco not the bronco the blazer yeah, yeah i don't that was i don't star know wars. how that was so star yeah, wars. but especially how the dude died he died by hitting a tree just like star wars yeah yeah no i i was just like i don't know if you could ever film a shot with a, a forest like this and being pursued by people not in cars. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Without, without it looking like Star Wars, I don't know how you do it. Well, you know, one thing I liked about the deaths is how whenever one of the uh, soldiers or I, they never really answered if they were robots or if they were people. I assume they were people. But when the soldiers died, like it's like this giant mess of like red and like weird kind of time shimmery stuff, and then it just disappears. And I thought that was pretty genius because they could have it seem like it's really graphic and all this stuff, but it really isn't. So they got the PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they they could have. And and Matt, I think those guys were just called stormtroopers. <laughs> Because they they had the aim of the stormtroopers. They, they did. They really did. They really did. They were they were pretty pretty freaking awful. Um, you know, one thing I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more Mark Ruffalo, but I understand when he came in. It, oh, it's almost like the movie's divided in half, where you have Jennifer Garner, and then the second half you have Mark Ruffalo. You know what I mean? Oh, you're right. You're right. It it kind of. It is that, and I guess it's kind of the split between the character. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Which, it's fine. It worked. I thought it worked out well, especially with the time jump and everything, and it shows it going back in time and everything. So, I don't know. Uh, I One thing that drives me insane being a realtor, how the hell would a teacher be able to afford a cabin slash house like that that's pimped out like that in the middle of the woods with no other homes around him? I mean that has to be like a two or three million dollar house. There's no way in hell a school teacher affords that. He was a professor, Matt, and I don't know, Matt. You're 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 right, man. Uh, that that was a wonderful piece of property, Dude, wasn't it? It was a kick ass house too. It was really well designed. You know, granted, split living. Not everybody likes split living, but I, I thought it was a really cool layout of a house, the backyard, the little garage. I mean, dude, you were in the heart of the forest. I mean, that that's straight up. You know, you could see stormtroopers zipping past. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. It was cool. All right, Mike. So, what else would you like to talk about the Adam Project? Do you think people should rush out and watch it on Netflix? I I say if they like sci-fi, sure, why not? Yeah, I'd say if you, if you have access to Netflix, man, it was it was fun. It was just a fun movie. Like I, I felt like. It wasn't trying to be too serious. There were some serious moments, but it was overall, it was just 
lighthearted popcorn movie, man. I, I, I liked it. It was, it was good. And it was kind of more, you know, you could watch this with the family. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So that was nice. So here's one. So my mom talks about it. I don't know if she talked about it on the radio or not, but she and I talked about it a little bit in the car after the radio. She thinks the meaning of this movie is that fathers should pay more attention to their kids. My thought on the meaning of this movie, I'm interested to hear, hear your thoughts, Mike. My thoughts on the meaning of this movie, yes, it's kind of about that, but not. I think it's more about time and how all of us take our time with our loved ones and our family and our friends for granted. That's what I think this movie is really about. Oh, I think I stumped him. Uh, I, 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 I kind of think it's, it's about, I, I, I don't know. I, I can see how it could be the time, uh, time is for granted and you know, you, you always want that, but at the same time, maybe it was, Something about, like, a hidden message about fathers and, I mean, I don't know, man. It's hard hard to hard to say. Hard to say. We'll go with both, Mike. Does that help? Sure. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to watch this with your little boy when he's older? Uh, if he wants to, yeah, probably. What if he doesn't? What if he only wants to watch Star Wars like all little kids should want and be taught from a very young age? Uh, that's true. That's true, Matt. I don't know. I guess I could ask him what he thinks of this Star Wars-y type movie. You know, I'll send him the DVDs, but he probably won't know what the DVDs are. So I don't know how I do that. Do I send, like, a USB stick? No, because they don't even use that anymore. I'll just send, like, a streaming, like, subscription to Disney Plus and be like, watch these, please. Yeah, I think you just need a link to Disney Plus because I I think that's going to be the only thing that will be around when he's old enough to care about Star Wars. Yeah, in, in twenty years it'll. God, I hope it's not twenty years. He better start caring real soon, real soon. Especially if I'm going to be coming around, he's going to have to learn real soon, or else he will be getting like something Star Wars every year for his birthday, and you guys will hate me because I will turn him into what I turn my nephews into: Star Wars aholics. But anyways. All right, all right. Well, that you know, man. I, I already told you when I got Disney Plus, it was like, well, it looks like I got this for at least eighteen years. So I'm only, uh, I've got sixteen years left. Well, do you think in ten years we're gonna have, uh, Netflix, Paramount, uh, Hulu, Disney Plus? Because <laughs> Disney's just gonna buy all of them. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just gonna be called Disney Plus. Plus plus, dude. Although you want to know a big one, did you see the headline of uh, what Amazon did? No. What did Amazon dude, do? Amazon bought MGM. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I knew they did, but I guess it got finalized, yep. right? That was huge for their streaming service. Absolutely huge, because they got the entire Bond uh, catalog on top of five thousand other movies. Well, I mean, when Disney bought Fox, I mean, geez. Yeah, dude, they that got, was crazy. They got The Simpsons, and they got Alien, and, like, all the stuff. But, like, their biggest problem now is how to figure out what to stream on which service. And, and like, Hulu's built on technology that's different than the Disney Plus is built on. So, like, there's a lot of, like, 
things that need to be unified. But, of course, Hulu was designed by all the cable companies in the beginning. And then now, though, they've all been bought out. And it's just pretty much Disney and, like, I think Comcast is still involved, but they don't have a controlling vote. Like, I think they just give them content for now. So, it's kind of crazy, man. It's crazy. Okay, Mike. How many reels do you give The Atom Project? Uh, I'm going to give The Atom Project three and a half reels, because I had a good time watching it. It was fun. Damn, dude. You beat me out on that one. Would you give it three? I give it three. Yep. I thought it was just average. I enjoyed it. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. Like, why do I love Ryan Reynolds so much? It doesn't make any sense. Is it because I his sense of humor? I, I love his sense of humor. It's very much like mine, where it's very dark and messed up and almost downright I think it's mean. <laughs> I think it's because when you saw Waiting, you were a waiter, and you're like, yep, that's right. It's the goat, man. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. God, oh, what did the kid what did the kid call his mom's the brains? Huh? Oh, right, never mind. What? Y- you remember when the Jennifer Garner comes home uh, after a date and the young Adam calls him uh about his goatee? Do you remember Oh, what it was like upside down uh what did he say? Face cap? No, face. What did he say, man? I don't remember, but it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, like was it wasn't like face toupee or something, was it? I don't know. It was like face something. Ah, I can't remember, man. It was, it was funny though. It was different. Definitely different. I just remember I had never heard anything like that. God, now I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, well, uh, talking about Ryan Reynolds some more, man. It's like you saw Waiting, and then you saw Van Wilder, and you're like, this, this, I love this guy. Dude, I, 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 you know, and he hasn't done a really, really bad movie in a long time. He has, he's done stuff that's mediocre, but he, he hasn't done anything like really, really terrible in a while. He's done some pretty terrible shit, though, in the past. That's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, the one thing he did that really put him uh, up in your book, Matt, was he he divorced your uh, your fourth ex wife. Yeah, dude, he 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 paved the way for me and Scarjo to be happy. Yeah, yeah. we're not there yet because she's married to that asshole Saturday Night Live now. But don't worry, we'll fix that. I'm sure they'll get divorced soon too, and then she can come live with me in you know beautiful Prescott, Arizona. I'm sure she'll love it. Yeah, yeah, she'd love it. She'd like the the change of life, you know, as long as... The, is there Pilates? Uh, no, but we do have LaCroix. And... and, and uh, Metal bottle water? Uh, what's... <laughs> what's the... the what's the... T- Takata? Or what was the, the coffee? Like, the weird coffee? The weird coffee. Cor- cor- cortado? Cortado? Yeah, Cortado, I think? Yeah. Yeah, Cortado. cortado? I don't even know what that is, dude. I... I, I they said metal bottle water so fast, I was like, what the hell is that? We're talking about South Park, for those of you who are curious. So, anyways. All right, Mike. Well, next week, it's your pick because the rotation. Uh, what movie are we talking about on Netflix again? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're doing two <laughs> Netflixes back to back. Well, man, you know, come on. It was. It was just like... It was either that or watch one of the the 
Academy movies, and I was like, uh, you know, so. Well, I think I think this one's more up your alley, Mike. It's uh, Stillwater on Netflix. I think that's what it's called. No, no, no. No, Windfall. Windfall. Crap, why the hell do I have Stillwater stuck in my head? Stillwater is a show on Apple TV. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like a kid's God, show. God, I need to sleep. <laughs> you see these allergy drugs? They're bad. And they're not even working. That's the worst part. I know. Now you need to take one of those Ambien's and then then try not to fall asleep and then start just, you know, wigging out. Yeah, that'd be fun. But anyways, so Windfall, starring Jesse Plemons and a guy I haven't seen in anything recently, Jason Siegel. And it's right up your alley, dude. It's it's a thriller. It's a horror movie. It it's I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun, Mike. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh I'm talking like I picked it. You're the one that picked it. Jesus. Yeah, nope. I, it was my pick. All right. Well, I th- I think that's that. With that, um remind everybody about the the giveaway once again, you know, make sure to Tell us what movie you think is going to win the Academy Award. And, uh, yeah. Matt, do you have anything else? No, man. I'm good. I, You know, I, I think Coda's going to win. So if uh, you learn anything from listening to this podcast, just go ahead and email us Coda, and we'll put you in for a drawing for a copy of Panama. Panama. I can't sing. <laughs> yeah, that song's nice now stuck too. in my head. All right. Well. Well, on on that uh, fun Panama note, let's uh, let everybody go. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, we'll catch you on the next show, next pod. And go out there and stream some movies or go watch a movie at the theater. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Matt Hinshaw in studio from The Real Film Nerds podcast this morning on Magic 99.1. How the heck are ya? Lonely. I've missed you so much, Lisa. <laughs> I've just sit at home going, where's Lisa? I know. It's been a I few, should be here. It's been a few weeks. But now, as you played my theme song. That's right. Beautiful, beautiful day, day by you too. And it says, happy day on your wall. See, it's just a joyful day. It's a celebration is what it is, Matt. Reunited and it feels so good. It's a celebration of me. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> celebration of you. I'm so glad you're in because not only do you uh, review movies for us, you're also a good friend. So it's just great to see your face. It's great to see your face as thank well. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's get to the movies because we've missed a lot of them. Yeah, it's been at least three or four. I don't. Right. I'm going with three. We'll okay. go with three. Okay, we'll go with three. I think you mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Yes, it's nominated for an Academy Award oh, this year. Okay. No, it's Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. And Nightmare oh. Alley is nominated for Best Picture. So we're trying to catch up and see as many of the Best Pictures as we can before right. the Academy Awards. So this week's pod is also a Best Picture nominee. Okay. But I'll start with Nightmare Alley. This came out the beginning of this month. 
uh, Real Film Nerds episode 261. It's a Guillermo del Toro film. It's dark. It's gritty. It's a period piece. It's very good. The cinematography is amazing. Bradley Cooper is wonderful. I highly recommend it if you're into that kind of thing. Okay. Mike and I gave it four out of five reels. Really? Yeah. Is that a black and white film? No, 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 it's in color, okay. but uh, it has it's old timey, so it's very like dull uh, right. colors. Okay. I guess you would say a lot of yeah. browns, a lot of right. you know. It has a freak show. It's about a carnival. It's okay. about mind manipulation and yeah. okay, it's very, four out very of five yes. reels. Okay, very good. And then the Batman, of y- course. Yeah, ne- last week we did the Batman, and that was a big one. I, I was sad I didn't make it to do that one, but I was. Kind of on vacation. Oh, look, someone's phone is going <laughs> off, and it's not mine. Woo! Live radio, baby. Live, Live radio. radio. <laughs> so we did The Batman, which personally I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's the closest to the DC Comics version of Batman, like Detective Comics, because he's more of a detective, and that's what Batman has always been first and foremost over anything else. Okay. Uh, Robert Pattinson did okay. Yeah. I don't think it was stellar, but he was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, the cinematography was very good. Uh, it's very much like almost like Seven, if mm. you remember that movie. Yes, it's I very do. much like Seven. Okay. Dark, gritty. It's not quite like the Dark Knight trilogy. Personally, no, not to offend anyone, yeah. I think that was better than this film. Okay. But I did enjoy this film quite a bit. My co host, not so much. Oh. I gave it a four out of five. He gave it a three and a half. Three and a half. Why didn't he like it? It's long. It's very long. I did hear that. And I agree. Your mother, I talked to her last week and she said, Oh my gosh. It's it's three hours and it feels like three hours and it just drags. They did some interesting things. Um, I docked it a reel just because of the length and because of, uh, I think it could have been a little bit better. but it, honestly, the story is what really intrigued me, and yeah. that's really big for and me. And did it take three hours to tell that story? I think they could have cut at least an hour yeah. out of it. Well, right. maybe not an hour, but at least a half hour. Okay. At least a half hour. Because okay. it could have ended, you know, and they just kept doing, you know, eight different times it could have ended. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last one is this week's. Right. Which is CODA. CODA. On, C-O-D-A. Yeah. On Apple TV Plus, and it stands for... Uh, children of deaf adults. Oh, okay. And so it's about a young lady who is grown up. She's the only one that can hear in her family of four. Both her parents are deaf and so is her older brother. Oh, dear. And it's just, it's a family film. It's a coming of age story. It's uh, the struggles this young girl has. It's the struggles her family has. They're fishermen. And it's just things you don't even think about. Um, it's very emotional, uh, definitely tearjerker. Um, she, uh, not to ruin it, I mean, it's in the description. The big thing is she loves singing, and she makes an effort towards it, and it finds out that she is an incredible singer. Wow. And all her family do- can't, doesn't even can't know, can't her. even tell. And they think it's just a joke, and it's a phase. Yeah. And her music teacher's like, no, you like you can make some money doing this right. kind of thing. You, sh- you should go to college kind of thing. Right. And so it's just all around a really good heartfelt story. Um, the only drawback I have on it is uh, the cinematography is kind of blah. Okay. It, it's not terrible. 
Right. But it's but not incredible. It's all about the story. Okay. The acting is phenomenal. Yeah. The two leads in it, the the father and mother are both deaf. I looked that up. Okay. Um they're both they well known really Hollywood are. actors. Yep. Wow. Um the lead actress, the the girl, had to learn how to sign and she had to learn how to sing all before she even stepped into this role. Impressive. Very so, impressive. Yeah. How many reels? You know, this one, I, I again, I haven't Give seen it a five. all of Come them. On. It's close. It's four and a half. The Go only, higher. Reason, I, Go the only higher. reason I knock it down is that cinematography. Other than that, I have to say, out, out of all the best pictures we've seen, this, this is your one, favorite? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You sold me on that yeah. point right there. All right. Let's give Ma Hinshaw a call. See what she thinks, if she agrees. We'll Coming see. Coming up on Magic. Then Good morning. Good morning, Mahinsha. Lisa and Matt calling you on Magic 99.1. Woohoo! <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Sierra um, Vista treating you well? Yes, it's warming up a little today, which okay. I will look forward to. Very nice. And the nice. daffodils are blooming, yay. Well, we have flowers. Oh, how lovely. The daffodils are blooming, yeah. she said. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, let's talk about the movie Coda. What did you think? I thought it was just wonderful. It was super. Wonderful. That's and great news. I didn't know what to expect when I started watching it. But it was really, really great. So how many times did you and Dad cry? You recommend it. Yeah, how many snoozes do you give it? (laughs) None. Zero That's how good it was. For you or or Pa Henshaw, nobody fell asleep? No. Nobody fell asleep. They watched it at like 5 in the morning, though. (laughs) Has that ever happened before when you both have stayed up for an entire movie? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. Well, did oh, you, you loved the story, you loved the acting, just everything, huh? Uh, I think Amelia did, she was just amazing because she played a 17-year-old, but she's not a 17-year-old. Okay. And I think she really captured that beautifully. And then her parents, uh, Troy and Marley, they were were just super. They they really fit the part, and uh, it was a tough subject. Mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, I found the the fishing and how they earned their living was very interesting too. Okay, you know. So um, I just thought it was really really good, and she tries out and joins a choir, and that uh, well, I was in choir forever and you you could uh, relate then very well relate because Mm. you're very scared when you try out because you get one shot at it you know sure (laughs) sure tell me how many cookies you're gonna give it oh i give it five she gave it five cookies she's just better than me yeah docked it a little bit because of the um cinematography were you concerned about the cinematography no no (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I had a feeling. Well, you guys are right in line. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 95%. Uh, IMDb, 8 out of 10. 91% of Google users love the movie. Thank you so much, Mahin Shah, for sharing with us this morning. Thank you, and I hope you go see it on 99.1 Magic. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so what are you going to review next week? So next week we're going to talk about a Netflix original that just dropped this week. It's... Uh, 
starring Ryan Reynolds is called The Atom Project. It's oh, The Atom Project. time travel and sci-fi and okay. all that fun stuff. All so right. I, it just seems like we should change our name from The Real Film Nerds to only Ryan Reynolds movies. Right. Because, honestly, we review like all of his films. Well, we love him. He's uh, a great actor. He makes doesn't? us laugh. Yeah, very yeah, good. I mean, he's pretty. He's funny. Yep. I mean, come on. He's you got said the it, whole not package. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's very pretty. Awesome. You guys check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerd. You can catch it anywhere you get your podcasts. Matt, what station do you join me every, well, not every Monday, most Mondays on? 99.1% of the Mondays, huh? (laughs) That's on the magnanimous magic 99.1. Boom. A miserable Matt Henshaw in studio <laughs> with me this morning on Magic 99.1. I'm not even going to ask how you are because he's got the allergies. I'm living the dream, Lisa. Yeah, how dare you? I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. Matt says he's tried everything and he's tried everything all together as well. No relief. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's even the one that you shoot up your nose? Oh, I did yeah. the nose one. Yeah. I tried it in the mouth too. Yeah. It didn't matter. Both Did ways. you spray it in your ears, though? I mean... You know that might be what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> uh, bless your heart. Well, he's, uh, it's, I he's, don't know. It, this is seriously the worst I've ever had in my entire life. And I've lived in Prescott since 2006, seven. Yeah. yeah. I've never been this bad. Okay. Well, I don't get it. ask your doctor about Singular. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, that's what I need. More drugs. Yeah, yeah more, more drugs. drugs. Well, that one works for me. So there you go. We're not here to talk about drugs, though. We're here to talk about the movies. You saw The Atom Project over the weekend. What did you think? It was okay. It this was is all that right. new Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the new Ryan Reynolds movie, Time Travel. He meets his 12 year old self and hangs out with him. Okay. Uh, you know, it's okay. It's nothing super special, nothing really crazy. Uh, it has some interesting, fun action parts. If you're a big fan of sci-fi, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. But uh, if you're not like me, yeah, you, is it it'll worth probably it? be lost on you. Okay. I mean, Ryan Reynolds doesn't even. I think he takes off his shirt maybe once or twice. Okay. So other than that, I mean, it's right. kind of wasted on you. Right. So. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> but um, so this is directed and written by the same guy that did uh, Free Guy, which I absolutely loved. You know, that was one of my favorite movies of last year. Right. Uh, Sean Levy is his name. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to say this is a bad movie. It, right. It's not a bad movie. It's yeah. fun. It's entertaining. It's just um, kind of, I don't want to say like soulless, but there's there's just not a lot there's not a lot of meat in right. it, I guess you would say. I mean, it's it's good. It's fun. There's action. There's It's like a combination of like Back to the Future and Star Wars. Right. You okay. know? And okay. so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be better. It could be worse. Well, you know, it's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you're already paying for it. Yeah. So if you have yep. an extra couple hours, check it out. But don't go out and subscribe to Netflix to watch this right. movie, is what you're saying. Right. And okay. the production value on this is very, very high. Uh-huh. Um, this is where you're, that they just raised the price $2 again on Netflix. This is where that money's going is to pay for movies like this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I saw a movie over the weekend. What'd you say? I saw Deep Water on Hulu with uh, Ben Affleck. 
Deep Water with Ben I Affleck. I think it's called Deep Water. <laughs> Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll have to check it out. I'm not familiar with this one. Yeah, it just came out and it's on Hulu. Yeah, Deep Water, the film. Oh, oh, you know what? The, I just Googled it and the next um, line said Deep Water Explained. So I'll read that and I'll see if, if I like the movie because I was left in the dark for most of it. And most people that I've talked to that have seen it as well. So there you go. It's got Anna de Armas, Ben Affleck. I give it. I mean, like again, I have Hulu, so I'm not paying for it. You're right. And so, well, I but it. you are, but you aren't. Right. No, right. Was Matt, exactly. I am. Was <laughs> Matt Damon in it? Um, no, Ben Affleck. But how no does Matt Ben Damon. Affleck do a movie without Matt Damon? Exactly. That's probably. I mean, that's that's the problem. There. That's probably why it was about three. What do I give it? Three mics. Three microphones. Three, three microphones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, All right, right. Let's give your mother a call. Ma Hinshaw coming up next. On Magic. Good morning. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw. It's Lisa and Matt calling on Magic 99.1. How are you? Oh, doing just fine. We actually had rain here last night. How nice was that? Nice. We haven't had rain in a long time. Yes, you're calling in, or we're talking to you in Sierra Vista, where you stream us live on Magic991.com, correct? Correct. Very nice. Yes. Well, your son is here, and he um, he watched the movie, what's it called? The Adam Project. There you go. <laughs> and right. he, he said you did as well. What did you think, Ma? I thought it's a good uh, family movie. Okay. Uh, good for kids probably 9 to 11 or 12 in there. Okay. Um, I liked it. Um, it was good, but, you know, uh, it had a good message to it. Okay. And, uh, of course, what, I what's love that Ryan message? Reynolds. Uh, oh, that's a spoiler. I can't <laughs> say. No. Well, uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds was in it, but Matt said there was no nudity. Is that why you thought it was just no, okay? well, that's true. It was kind con- yeah, no, there wasn't any. How many times he did he take his shirt off, Mom? None, I don't think. Oh, uh-oh. No, no, I don't think you did. You know, that must have been the parts you slept through. Ah! <laughs> I fell asleep four times, I will four be honest. Four times, there are four wow. snores. What about Pa Hinshaw? How many times did he fall asleep? He only fell asleep once. Once? Oh, that's interesting, okay. And how many... Well, it's science, science, you know, scientific. Yeah. Some right. of it I didn't get, but he explained it to me. Right, okay. <laughs> Kids would understand it. And I give it three and a half. Three and a half cookies. All right, Matt, how many reels are you giving it? Uh, I'm not as generous as my mom. No? I I only give it three. Three. Three reels for Matt. Okay. All right. Hey, Ma Hinshaw, check out Deep Water on um, Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Do we have Hulu, (laughs) Matt? Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right, very well, good. Thank you. Here's the funny water. thing. Thank you. My dad might have only fallen asleep once, but it was for half the movie. It was for half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. All right, I think I'm going to pass on uh, The Adam Project. Thank you, Mahin Shah. Thanks for checking in with us. Have a good day, Lisa. You too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye. So what are you going to review next week? So... Uh, 
my co-host has decided we're sticking with Netflix for two weeks in a row. Okay. A uh, brand new film just dropped. I think it looks interesting. It's a suspenseful drama thriller. This is probably more up your alley. I was going to say, I'm already excited. Than uh, sci-fi. Yeah. It's only three people that I've seen in the trailer in it. So um, it's Lily Collins, Jesse Plemons, and Jason Siegel, who I have not seen in a movie in a very long time. Okay. It's called Windfall. Windfall. So Jason Siegel is a robber that is breaking into someone's vacation home and robbing them blind when the husband and wife show up and he takes them hostage. Oh, yeah. I like this one for sure. I think it's right right up your alley. You guys, check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thank you for joining me every Monday morning on what station? On the magnificent Magic 99.1. got it.